How are you? You all right? I'm good. Are you? Yeah, I'm good. My um, my my legs are aching. Do you remember Paul? Um, our friend Paul gave me that kettlebell on New Year's Day uh, because we were talking. Why are you laughing? Because I just had a moment and I thought I can't, I couldn't think of a Paul, and I can't remember <laughs> you getting kettlebells. <laughs> you know, Paul, he's in Ginnell. Good I do. band called Ginnell. Now. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yes. <laughs> Paul's going to be devastated if he listens to this. Let's not tell him about this one. Well, anyway, he gave me a kettlebell because I was... I... Paul, won't, Paul won't listen to me. He's still got a blooming, <laughs> one of them portable CD players for entertainment. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, He's got a Grundig television. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Paul, he gave me a kettlebell. <laughs> anyway, I was moaning about my back and he gave me a kettlebell and he he, he sent me a link to a, a, a workout and I, I did it once and it was too hard, so I didn't do it again. <laughs> But the last two days, I've done um, a, a Joe Wicks. You heard of Joe Wicks? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've also heard of Joe Wicks, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've done a, a Joe Wicks kettlebell workout, only like 20-minute one. And um, um, I'm doing that thing now where if I walk downstairs, I'm not, I'm not completely sure I'm going to make it to the bottom no. without absolutely stacking it. Like a cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was on a bus once and um and I'd, I'd got pins and needles in my leg and um and as i came to got off the bus i was on the top deck and i was walking along and I, my leg was just swinging like completely uncontrollably and as i came down the steps it was doing the same thing and i was convinced i was going to stack it and i kicked an old fellow in the back and he looked at me <laughs> and i can still see his eyes he hated me and i uh, anyway i'm fine <laughs> but my, i ache a bit Excellent. i've done two days of joe wicks and i feel like i'm you know, I normally lose interest in these things very quickly. So this is good for me. This is consistency. That's good. Mm. That's good. I, uh, funnily enough, I had a baked feta um, done in a nice tomato sauce for my tea. Done, uh, done from a Joe Wicks veggie cookbook tonight. Very good. Just to just to pull it back round. <laughs> it was lovely. It's very nice. What, like a whole block of feta? Oh, I didn't eat the whole. I shared oh, it. Okay. I shared it with my wife. Uh-huh. So we had half a block each. It's still a lot. Yeah, it I is mean, a lot. It's still yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not healthy, but it's good. Mm. Like so it's many good. things. Should we talk about music? Yes. That's why we're Let's here, isn't it? That. Let's do a bit of that, yeah. Listening to anything new this week? Um, no? Am I, am I listening to anything new this <laughs> you week? You can say no. Um, do you know what? Apart from the albums that we've been listening to, um, I haven't listened to a massive amount this week, actually. Have you not? No, mm, fair play, fair play. I've I've uh, I've got around to listening to the Phoebe Bridges album. Oh yeah, do you like it? Absolutely love it. It's great, I, isn't it? I really love the way it begins with that quite creepy instrumental, mm. and it's quite short. And you're like, oh, hang on, this is this is quite weird. And then I sort of expected the rest of the album to be more creepy like that, and it yeah. wasn't. It was you know it was just really good songs, and then sort of halfway through the final track is quite rocking and it just yeah. flips. It completely changes in tone from being quite light and quite upbeat and quite, you know, quite somber as well, quite sad, but it just gets really dark halfway through and you realise it's the same progression, the same notes, the same riff as the intro. Oh, okay. Like, I hadn't clicked with that. And so the album ends with that exact same riff that it begins with, but in a much rockier um, way. And I just cool. like at that point I was like, "This is genius! I love this. That's nice. Really cool." <laughs> See, I think it's it's quite the album. 
I think you could, if you dropped somebody in for 20 seconds of the album, uh, I think you could like pinpoint different bits of the album and it would just sound, it, it could be completely different depending on where mm-hmm. you drop them in. Do you know what I mean? There's like some yeah. bits of it. If you listen to 20 seconds of it, you think, oh, this is a real mellow laid back album. And mm-hmm. then you hear some other bits and you think it was really, you know, really big, heavy album. No, it's definitely a, it's definitely a very listen, a really good record. I'd recommend that to anyone. Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else have I been listening to? I listened to uh, the new Haim album. Uh, Women in Music yes. Part 3 and that's fantastic I've been listening to Vespertine by This Will Destroy You again because it's that good and um, do you like Ray LaMontagne? I know he's kind of folky yeah folky. I, um, I remember I think it was actually you that introduced me to him oh really? Not, oh. I mean not personally but, um, <laughs> um, have you, did you see him live at the Royal yeah, Albert yeah. Hall? it yeah, was yeah. you it was you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. me and Diz went it, Diz, Diz yes. took me along got me into him um, his, his company had box there and uh we went and see him he's brilliant but he's got a new album out and he's had um over the last few years he's had a few kind of psychedelic albums out and I, they just haven't sat with me at all but on this one monovision it's um he's gone back to that kind of very rootsy sound and it's brilliant he's got such a way with a melody and a, a, a song it's just just brilliant stuff so i highly cool. recommend that as well I shall give that a go. I shall give that a go. Good lad. Should we chat about our albums of the week? Let's do it. Right, Chris, what did you choose this week? So uh, this week I picked um, the album Muzz by the band Muzz, a self-titled debut album. Now, Muzz are somewhat of a super group. Um, it's Paul Banks, who's a singer of Interpol, Josh Kaufman from Bonnie Light Horseman, and Matt Barrick, who is the drummer of The Walkman. Always quite wary with these sort of super group albums and super group bands. There's some very good ones, but I mean, for every sort of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, you've got a Velvet Revolver, do you know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I'm... I'm quite wary. So it's that sort of classic case of quite often um, the best players don't make the best team. Uh, can be quite often hit and miss. I don't know if sometimes it's down to sort of having a number of cre- different creatives in a band sort of jostling for position. Um, I always sort of felt that with the raconteurs. You've got Brendan Benson and Jack White, mm-hmm. two fantastic songwriters in their own right. But whenever I listen to the album, I can't help but think... You know, one of them's gone. Oh, I've got a better chorus for that. And I'll, I'll, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I um, sometimes when I make a spaghetti bolognese, I throw so many different things in. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to put a bit of balsamic in, a bit of cinnamon, some olives, capers, a little bit of like, and it just comes out so bland. And that's yeah. kind of how I think of the raconteurs. <laughs> a bit of balsamic, Brendan. Put him in there, and absolutely. Um. Sorry, anyway, we're going I've off down the avenue. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> You've got but, five pages of notes to get through. Yeah, I know. I really have. Can't believe um, but all that said, I was cautiously excited to hear this record because I really enjoy all three of the um, the, the the previous works. I, I, I do like Interpol, Bonnie Light Horseman for me. The album that came out this mm. year it is up there. Uh, we've one of the best of the year. Josh Kaufman has worked with the National as well. Um, and the Walkman, I remember seeing them support Arcade Fire 
um, probably getting on for 10 years ago. We saw him at ATP as well. We did, yeah. Um, and they're such a good live band, such a good live band. 2008, 7? Yeah. God, anyway. Something like that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, cautiously excited about this record um, when I saw who was involved. And the track that I heard was uh, Red Western Sky. Oh, yeah. Great which track. Is, which is ace, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is so, so good. So really excited to hear hear the record. Now, when I first put the track on, you've got opening, uh, first put the album on, you've got track one, Bad Feeling, mm-hmm. which is a great opener mm-hmm. uh, for an album. But having heard Red Western Sky, um, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. And I, I, I almost thought I picked the wrong album. <laughs> it's, so, it's so different from the opening yeah. track. That um, yeah, I was just it, it just caught me a little bit off guard. Now, initially, I thought the vocals were shared between um, Paul Banks and Josh Kaufman. I'm not hundred percent sure if that's the case. Do you do you think it's do you think there's two singers on this album? Oh man, do your research. I um I <laughs> I I don't know. I did think there was actually. I thought there was. I kind of assumed there was because they definitely. I feel like I can hear. What's his chops from uh, Interpol? Definitely on some songs, and he's just not there on others. You know, he's got a certain a certain yeah. sound to his voice, yeah. And it's 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 sometimes there and it's sometimes not. If it's all him, then he doesn't sound like himself on some of the yeah. other songs. Is how is how I'll put it. But I'd I'd be interested to find out that actually. But that's kind of um, that's kind of my point because I I initially thought that the first song sounds so different. Bad mm-hmm. Feeling sounds so different to Red Western Sky. Yeah. I presume that it was um, Kaufman on lead vocals. And I've since seen um, a video of them performing this as like a lockdown concert. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's Paul Banks who's singing it, which is, that's why I've started doubting myself as to whether or not they're right. sharing the vocals. Um, so I thought I had done my research. <laughs> um, <laughs> but 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 maybe I didn't. Um I mean, the, the the thing is, Paul Banks has got such a unique voice. Mm-hmm. It's quite hard not to shake off the Interpol reference because mm-hmm. he's it's so distinct in his delivery. Um, Red Western Sky, you know, straight away you can tell mm-hmm. that it's the guy from Interpol. You know, as soon as as soon as you hear it, you can tell it's the guy from Interpol. And and I kind of feel like um, I I really enjoyed this album. I did really enjoy it. I think the downfall of the album is this. I think that when it's firing, like in the first three tracks, I think it's superb. But when it does start to lull, mm-hmm. there's, there's a couple of tracks. I think Summer Love, I think Trinidad are pretty low points on the album. And when I hit those sort of points of the album, it kind of just makes me think, oh, I wish I was listening to Interpol. Or I wish I was listening to mm-hmm. Bonnie Light Horseman. Do you know what I mean? It, like, yeah. it sort of reminds it. It's like sometimes when you watch a film and you, and you see an actor in it and you go, Oh, I wish I was watching one of his other yeah. films. It, it it reminds you of the great work that they've done previously. I think that for me is the is the downfall of this album. Um, mm. Although I enjoyed it, there's there are a couple of sort of lulls. Uh, what what did you think about it? Well, the first track I heard was Knuckle Duster, and I had exactly the same experience as you when I first heard Bad Feeling open up. I was like, oh, this is this is much more mm. mellow and gentle than uh, than I thought it was going to be because Knuckle Duster is kind of pounding piano it's not it's not like a rocker but it's like definitely an upbeat 
I think knuckle dust is as far as they go as a rocker. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is for me, it's kind of it's still the standout on the album for me. I thought Red Western, Red Western Sky is up there too, but I feel like neither of them are particularly representative of the rest Mm. of the album. Mm. It's funny that you mentioned Summer Love and Trinidad because by the time I get to Summer Love, I'm kind of I quite enjoy that track. It's quite great, quite hypnotic, and I felt like Trinidad was was kind of a good ender. Like in the, in the right. way we always talk about openers and, and enders on 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 uh, albums, I felt like Trinidad wasn't a, wasn't a bad ender. But there's definite points in the album when it drags, like Patchouli coming straight Patchouli, after. Yeah. Um, does that come straight after Red Western Sky? Yes, it does. And yeah, it's, like it's such a come down. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm really I'm really into this mm-hmm. album, and then you're like, okay, well, I'll, I'll wait for this one to be over and see what happens next, which is slightly unfair, but. It's just how I felt. No, I get that. I, I get that. Patchouli, I mean, I, I'd written down Patchouli, Summer Love and Trinidad are my three that it, it sort of, it just lulls. Mm-hmm. It, it, it almost like sort of drags, especially when, I mean, Bad Feeling, it's, it's a it's a great opener. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost like a, it's so spacious. There's, there's just like so much space to it and the, the production's fantastic in it. I actually love the, uh, the way it ends with the kind of sax solo for what is it last yes. like eight bars or whatever yeah. actually I had to kind of check listen a couple of times to make sure it was sax because ever since Space Oddity tricking me with a stylophone uh, that kind of yeah. that kind of sax sound is really um, uh, I, I don't know it's like oh is it isn't it because it's sort of disorganised I felt like they might have gone to a sax player look just here's, here's our root note play around it and we'll yeah. just we'll just multi-track you and, you know, almost like a day in the life sort of start at this note, get to that note by this yeah. bar and we'll record that. It was, it, I just loved that, actually. It was really playful, really nice. Because it, it feels like it's not the end. It feels like, right, we've got a little instrumental break yeah. and we're going to go back into it. And then it doesn't. It's that classic case of leaving you wanting more. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really well-written song. It was like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Really quite it, gentle, well, but nice and warm. It feels to me that could be a pop song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's there's almost a, a part of it. It could be like an R and B pop song, you know. It's it, do you know what I mean with with a different vocal delivery. Yeah, you lost me there, but I do like it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But but it's a great it's a great start to the album. Evergreen, I really like. It's like got this sort of flaming lips esque oh, yes. intro. That like the the um, the bass especially. It's that that sort of. Um, it almost sounds like there's uh, they've got like a little sponge under the strings of the bass, you know, like to, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know to sort of dampen it. Yeah. Um, it's got a great chorus to it. Really like Evergreen. Red Western Sky for me is by far and away the standout moment of the album. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's brilliant. And then yeah, it, first three songs great, and then that p- patchouli sort of kicks <laughs> in. And it's a nice riff. It's a bit, bit boring. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's. It's not to say it's not that I'm against like the quieter moments. There's mm-hmm. some really nice quieter moments, and I think again, uh, everything like it used to be like nice sort of mm-hmm. a, a quiet. Again, it sort of drops a little bit dynamically, but it's nice. And and some of the quieter moments remind me a little bit of Neil Young. It's got that sort of mm-hmm. vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and track uh, track six halfway through the album, Broken Tambourine. Yeah. Really like that. Again, it, you've got this sort of piano intro. It gives it a nice sort of change in direction. It, it's almost like a little pick me up in the middle of the album, mm-hmm. um, and it comes just at the right time because 
admittedly it's starting to lose me a little bit and mm. then you get Broken Tambourine which is a really cool song yeah. really nice really nice chord choices in that song as well some quite unusual chords going on yeah and instrumentation as well I'm pretty sure like I don't know a huge amount about you know woodwind or anything but I'm pretty sure there's kind of like quite a, a, a lovely oboe section going on right. in that song and it just it just sounds really um sort of unusual but really nice yeah so I do like that song. I think that was one of the, if not a single, is one of the songs they made a video for, which seems to be the uh, okay. equivalent of releasing singles at the minute. But um, yeah, 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 that uh, Red Western Sky and Knuckle Duster were the three videos that I found. See, I've got a slight issue with Knuckle Duster. Mm. Um, I just can't quite get on board with it. It's it's it just feels a bit of a throwaway track. It it just it just feels like an idea that doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can imagine when I listen to it, right? I mean, it's got that sort of uh, yeah. like sh- sort of shuffly drums, and I listen to it and I go, "Yeah, I can imagine this is this would be Ace to Pogo at a gig too." Mm. Um, but I, as, as a song, I don't know. It's because I knew that you'd heard this song, and I sort of kept kept coming back to it. I, do you know? I'm not sure I would have picked the album on the strength of that song. Well, it was on my potentials list on the strength of that song. Um, I would have got around to it. I can't claim I wouldn't. I've got that many on my potentials, but I um, no, I I like it. I, I think it's it's a good riff. That kind of that piano riff is sort of you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've done uh, the going for gold thing. <laughs> going for gold. Why don't you come too? That was his catchphrase, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh, our Swedish fan base is going to love this banter. Oh, they are. Oh God, I love going for gold with that. Funnily <laughs> enough, we watched. Uh, maybe that's why it's on my mind. We watched the uh, theme tune on YouTube because it's M's um, uh, aunt and uncle's fiftieth wedding anniversary going up, and they want us to record a message. And it was like, right, we'll do it to the going for gold theme tune because golden wedding anniversary. Of course, so we yeah, watched good, it, good. and honestly, the people they have on that show, like lovely looking people from the eighties. But the waves, like the classic quiz show wave, it feels like it was born on Going for Gold. Like, you know, yeah. Denmark. And then there's someone <laughs> just waving like like England. <laughs> just ah, it's brilliant. And here's your host. Can you name Henry him? Henry Kelly. There he Henry is. Kelly. There he is. I saw Got him it. walking Got around Hampstead once. Did you? Yeah. That was uh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um so just to pull things back to Muzz, um <laughs> So these guys, um they they've actually the band came together in 2015. This is the debut album. The band came together mm. in 2015. They have actually been mates for over 20 years. Oh, really? So they've, they've known each other. Um, I think I'm right in saying Paul Banks and Josh Kaufman went to school together. Although uh, it looks like Josh Kaufman had a far harder paper round than Paul Banks, <laughs> if, you, if you look at him. Um, and they were supposed to be doing their first run of gigs right now, but of course we're in lockdown. Oh. So when they were meant to be doing their first gig, they did... Um, like a sort of lockdown video like many bands and mm. stuff do. But I would recommend you going checking it out, especially Bad Feeling. Um, it's just dead cool how they've done the, done the lockdown video because so many people have gone for like your sort of four split screens, mm. you know, and done the lockdown video and, and, and that's great. But the way they do it is they're all sort of in the houses um, and it starts off with uh, Kaufman and he's like sort of walking through his living room with his guitar and he starts strumming the riff. And he's like his little daughter's just in background, just like sort of popping their head around, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And um and then it sort of cuts to them and they're all like sort of in their own individual houses and, and stuff. And another video that they've done, um, Paul Banks is just walking through a field singing. 
<laughs> it's, it, it's really clever. It's really clever how they've done it. Um, I recommend checking that out. Um, if only to to just confirm that it's uh, it's not Josh Kaufman singing the, <laughs> uh, singing on Bad Feeling, which I thought it was. We'll get to the bottom of it, mate. Don't worry. We'll get to the bottom. So I think, it, sort of in conclusion, really, with this album, um, I was really excited to hear it, and I just just felt a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. It's not to say it's not a good album. It is a good album, and there's some really, really good songs on. And a couple of the songs in particular, uh, Bad Feeling, Red Western Sky, would be up there in my playlist of tracks of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just think overall it's... I know we don't score out of 10, but if we did, it would be a sort of six and a half out of 10. See, for me, I think it's a good album. I think it's a good album to get lost in because it feels like it's a sort of... At times, it's quite a lazy album, quite a lilting album. So, like you say with Knuckle Duster, it's sort of the song doesn't particularly go anywhere. You're not kind of reaching yeah. some great anthemic soaring height. You're just sort of there enjoying it, and then it finishes, and it moves on to the next one, and the next idea might be even slower and more spacious. And it's quite nice for that, I think. It sounds like uh, a bunch of accomplished musicians getting together and just sort of playing what they want, realising a little bit of a vision together, yeah. um, maybe enjoying putting down some tracks that they wouldn't have been able to put down with their other bands, you know. I, I, th- I think it's a good album. Um, yeah. I don't know if it'll be in my top 10 for the year, but uh, I've definitely enjoyed listening to it. Do you know what? Maybe you just hit the nail on the head. It's it's Maybe I'm just, I was just looking for something different, it, that, that sort of, Red Western Sky, that you know, I, I was looking for that sort of thing all the way through the album, and it, mm. and it and it, and it doesn't come mm-hmm. um, because, like you said, I don't know. Maybe I was just looking for a bit more urgency with it because like, it is quite a laid back album. Mm. Um, I was too, though. I was too because you kind of you hear Bad Feeling and uh, Evergreen and Red Western Sky, and you think, wow, that's that's a good opening trio. Yeah, and it's it's going to grow from there, and there's going to be sort of big moments, and you know you're always going to imagine like a track six or a track seven is going to be huge, and yeah. you know a few biggins on the way, or, and not necessarily big in a rock way or long or in an epic way or anything like that, but they're going to be maybe harder hitting than some of the tracks on here. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I I hear you, I agree with you. Would you go see them live? Given the chance. Yeah, I would go. I, w- I would go and see them live. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would go and see them live. Definitely. Um, and I feel like maybe I've been a little bit harsh on on the album. I, I, w- I would definitely continue to listen. I I'd definitely recommend it to people as well. I would mm-hmm. definitely recommend to to check it out. Um, you know, even as, as fans of the three bands, it, it, they're doing something a little bit different, um, which is cool because you know they get slated if they did. You know, if it was an Interpol record yeah, or a Body Like Horseman record. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I would tell people to check out Red Western Sky because it is it's just a phenomenal song I think it's brilliant really really yeah. good really good is that your standout yeah, I'd probably track go back to, uh, uh, I'd probably go back to Knuckle Duster for me I do think Red Western Sky is is probably equally good but I think knowing that I got into this from Knuckle Duster I think it's it's uh, is good although Honestly, recommending either of those as a gateway to the album feels like a bit of a, a trick yeah. because I, I think those are the only two tra- tracks on the album that I like that, that I like the way they are. Which again comes back to, I think, why there was maybe an element of disappointment for me 
maybe I felt like I'd been missold a little bit. <laughs> Get on to Trey's descriptions, man. Yeah, yeah. It's not fair. Yeah. Anyway, not wanting to drag it down because it is a good album and I do think that our listeners should check it out. Um, yes, agreed. Do it. Yeah. Lovely. You're listening to episode nine of Adventures in New Music. Contact the show with any recommendations or anything else you want to say at uh, adventuresinnewmusic at gmail.com or on Instagram at uh, adventuresinnewmusic. Oh, we've also got a website. Oh, yeah www.adventuresinnewmusic.com for extra features and links to all the artists and extra little bonus videos. That's it, isn't it? Okay, so moving on to album two. Andy, this was your choice. Who did you pick and what's the album? The album I chose this week was The Menace of Mechanical Music by Team Picture. Cool. Can you, um, I know very little about Team Pictures, so do you want to give us a bit of a background? Right, they're a six-piece from the Leeds area, and uh, they uh, there are two guitarists, two synth players, two kind of synthy drum machines, um, you know how those machines look, uh, a drummer and a bassist. Uh, three of them sing, so there's kind of alternate lead vocals here and there. There's a bit of instrument swapping as well. Uh, the sound is, uh, you know, something a bit like the Besnard Lakes. They're quite a kind of synth-led, quite rocking band. Also a little bit Arcade Fire, uh, I feel, as well. Yeah. There's a bit of that going on. And uh, I first heard of these guys at uh, my wife's friend Lucy's wedding when I was sat at a table with Hannah and Alex from the band um, who just, we ended up talking music all night and they told me they were in a band and told me they were called Team Picture. And so I've been following them on Facebook for a while ah, and, cool. um, and saw that they had an album out and thought I'd give it a go. Uh, the first track I heard was This Is The... And I thought, oh, yeah. yeah, this is a, this is a good track. I think I'll I'll, I'll put this on. This is the good track. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And uh, they were lovely, lovely people. And so I was really uh, I was really hopeful it'd be a good a good sounding album. And uh, I've listened to this pretty solidly this week, uh, as well as Muzz, of course. And um, I found that I've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. I feel like there's quite an 80s influence to a lot of what they do yeah massively um, some really big synth uh synth leads and the guitar sounds very quite quite chorus uh guitar sound yeah and also quite a kind of uh a bass heavy guitar sound uh which lets the uh the bass and the guitar kind of interplay very very neatly together mm. at times um yeah have uh, have quite enjoyed this album this week. What about you? What have you thought about it? 
Well, first of all, I will say any album that starts off in the time signature of seven is all right by me. And, um, <laughs> I thought you'd like that. This this starts off. This does a double whammy because it starts off in seven eight and then goes into seven four. So um, tick into that <laughs> straight away. Um, it's a, yeah, so it's a great great opening track. Um, the name has escaped me. The it's first called one. Baby Rattlesnake. To me, it sounds a little That's bit right. like a, uh, a seven uh, four seven eight version of Running Up That Hill by uh, Kate Bush. Initially, yeah. they're, they're kind of they've got that eighties drum sound going on as well. Sound wise, I've I've written down four things that it that, four reference points that it really makes me think of in various points in the album, not necessarily all together. You've straight away you've ticked off two of them: the Arcade Fire mm-hmm. and Kate Bush. There's a, I mean, there's a definite sort of Kate Bush sound there to mm-hmm. it, and it's not not sort of just going for the lazy thing because she, you know the the female vocalist does have that sort of Kate Bush mm-hmm. sound, um, but it's the whole production. It, it's everything else that goes with it. Um, in particular, Flower Pots, Electric Beds, track mm-hmm. three. For me, I mean, it starts off. It's got like sort of sort of a real syncopated bass and drum groove. Mm-hmm. It's got. Big sort of 80s synth goodness, Kate Bush-esque vocals, real big sort of gated reverb on the toms. It that's the that for me is, is the 80s sound of this record. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good shout. Interesting though, you've picked out the vocals on on the start of that track. I have a feeling now. I don't know, and you know, no offense to anyone, but I have a feeling that is uh, one of the male singers doing a false oh, no. at the start <laughs> at the start of that track. I was worried this would happen. But no, I've got a really good point to make around that. I feel like the blends and the interplay of things like that is amazing on this album. So yeah. the the female vocals definitely end the previous track, Sleepy Type Auction, and they just kind of hit this massive high note towards the end. Yeah. And um, they keep kind of repeating this riff. And then you're kind of drawn into the next track with this very high male vocal, yeah. Uh, which is what I think it is. I could be wrong, mm. and um, and it just it crosses that sort of boundary where these the two voices could meet. And the same thing happens with the frequency of the guitar. The way that's EQ'd, it's very very bass heavy. So the bass and the guitar just proper play together. And and there are some times where the two synths carry very similar tones, and they're just doing interlocking riffs. And the same with the two guitars as well. It's it's the whole album seems very much about interplay and i feel like this is Mm. six musicians who know each other really well who've really got their sound down and are really confident in playing complementary sort of riffs and 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 doing complementary things with their different skill sets i i also think as well it's it's not just track to track it's within a track that it does that so um flower pots electric beds um it, it really sort of shows off the strength of the band and like you say this interplay with the vocals where it's it sort of halfway through it switches from the first vocalist um which which i'm really sorry if i've offended anybody <laughs> i'm sure you haven't but when the second vocalist kind of takes over it really sends the track in a different direction mm-hmm. right in the middle it, it sort of the, the track goes off in a different direction and then the last minute of that song just over a minute of that song the guitar kicks in mm-hmm. and this is my favourite passage of the album. It's I love it. Every time it comes on, I'm like, yes. Because do you know the bit I mean? The guitar kicks in. It's got that sort it's of distorted guitar. Yeah, it's yeah. such a payoff. And the, it just sounds brilliant. I love mm-hmm. it so much. Um, it's one of those, when the song finishes, it's like, oh, I really want to put that on again. I, I want to go back <laughs> and play that song straight again. But yeah, it's like that. 
interplay happens not just from song to song, but within the songs themselves. Um, yeah, absolutely. The sleep, think- sleep Tight Auction, um, that that kind of reminds me of Block Party a little bit. It, in particular, it reminds me a little bit of So Here We Are by Block Party. It's got that I sort of that really song. sort of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. It's got that sort of that singy riff that it starts off with. And it does that thing that we talked about back in um, episode three, Lowrider, um, where it's the, the riff starts on the offbeat. Oh, uh, yeah. And when the drums kick in, <laughs> it fools you. <laughs> oh, Jobson's been fooled again. <laughs> All credit to him. All credit to him. It's not an easy thing to do. I actually think the guitar, I've, I've written particularly about the two guitars working amazingly well together in that track as well with kind of fairly tight interplay. And that's something that's that's quite a, a trait of that block party song as well now yeah. that you mention it yes it's proper yeah. intertwined that's the thing rhythm. it's not necessarily it's not necessarily it sounds like it but mm. it, the characteristics of it that oh, interplay yeah. mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's playful isn't it it's really it's cool how, how it's done it's it's really really good um mm. i also thought as well um reminded me a little bit and i think this is Maybe like sort of the falsetto vocals, um, he says, correcting himself. I think that maybe um, it, that reminds me quite a bit of the Antlers or Antlers. Oh, God, I forgot about the Antlers, yeah. Yeah. It's got that same yeah. sort of, there's a track off um, the uh, the album after uh, Hospice. There's Burst a track. Apart. Yeah, track on Burst Apart. Um, parenthesis, is it? Oh, I yeah. Wanna say? Yeah, I think that was the first single, yeah. Yes, and that's got that sort of high-pitched, um, reverb-led, sort of spooky-ish vocals, and that kind of re- that reminded me a little bit. I was hearing bits of that on this album as well. Yeah, they do do some speak- spooky stuff quite um, quite well. I thought the production on this album was great. I felt like everything was like they used the full width of panning. Yeah, it was like you could everything had its own place. Considering there's six instruments going on, sometimes yeah, yeah. like there'll be I, two, two each person doing two lead, uh, two synth lines, yeah, or something. And it's like they everything occupies its own space. People are playing to uh, serve the song a lot on this, which is something we talk about a fair bit. But it's yeah. like there are some amazing amazingly confident lead lines i think in in both guitar and and synth where they almost sound like uh recycled riffs riffs that you've heard somewhere else especially on, on um keep left there's like a really um a fairly clear clean synth riff and it gives way to a guitar riff and then another synth riff they just sound like they've been they're riffs that you know already mm. um but they each sort of give way to one another and let the other person lead and it just just builds this real proper tapestry of a song where I think the uh, there's a hell of a lot going on but where everyone is kind of occupying their own space everyone knows their own place totally in it and do we know anything about do we know who produced the album I don't actually know I haven't, I haven't done my research because it is uh... <laughs> one one because um, <laughs> it, it, it's worth saying that the, the production on this is great, is is really really mm. good. Standout tracks. I really like "Keep Left" for the uh, for the for the for the lines on it, like the synth lines and the guitar lines on it. I did like "Sleepy Type Auction" because it's almost mixed like a shoegaze track with the vocals very low in the mix, and then when yeah. the bass and drums kick in, it sort of really picks up, and and then and then the guitar work as well, and and the big soaring vocals towards the end of that. That's Really good fun. But I also want to give a little kind of 
I feel like it's almost like a shout out to Quit Reading, the last track on the album, which is only about two minutes long. What are your standout tracks? So my standout track, I, I do like uh, This Is The. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. And I, I also, I enjoyed um, watching that recently. I saw that they'd done a uh, Fuss Cannon session and I, I watched oh, them yeah. on that. Have, have you seen that video? I saw some of it. Is it, is it like a... Like, is there plants around? Is it like... Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's okay. the one. That's the one. Um, and they, they do look like a cool band. I like the vibe that they've yeah. got going on. They've kind of got... They've all sort of got these long, uh, long sort of kind of robes Smocks, on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it look, they look like a Yorkshire polyphonic spree minus 20-odd <laughs> members, don't they? But, but the song itself, it sort of just builds throughout. Uh, it's got like a huge finish. I wanted to... Get your view on Diffuser, which is... What track is that? One, two, three, four, track five. seven. So it's like a minute long instrumental. Two, two minutes long, yeah. So it's like a two minute long <laughs> instrumental. Um, sort of a, a, a guitar chord progression repeating with, with things going on in the background, notes that sort of drag it here and there, that make it a little bit more creepy and, and whatnot. And, and then it's over, and then they go into... Uh, Rock Hudson Tragedy, which is a slow, fairly creepy track as well. And, and, uh, yeah, I wanted to know, like, because I, I viewed that as a bit like an interlude, a bit like flipping yeah. the record over. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, in my head, I was kind of like, is this is this part of a a concept, or is just is it just their way of kind of saying, let's have a reset, mm. okay? We've had we've had we've had six bangers. Let's let's just take a breather, and we'll go into the second half now. Yeah, I like that. Now you now you come to mention it because there's a, there's another one later on called Party. Yeah, um, I mean they're quite a big fan of the brackets, aren't they? Yes, the, the, the song titles like brackets and uh, and a bit of lowercase interplay going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, now you sort of mentioned that with the diffuser. I like it. It's almost like uh, Blur used to do that quite a bit. Modern Life is yeah, Rubbish yeah. and Part Life. He had this like lot one oh five, didn't he? And uh, mm. uh, it wasn't called that, was it? I've got my numbers wrong. But yeah, they had that and, and little sort of uh, intermission on Modern Life is mm. Rubbish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or like fit a happier on OK Computer or something yes, like that, where it's just yeah. like, oh, okay, so we're going to have a little break. I really like that. I feel like more bands should do that, almost to to break up the idea that an album is just a bunch of songs. It's like an album is is a couple of movements, or it's like a it's like yeah. a thing to be a part of, and and, yeah. and maybe that old way of listening to a record where you concentrate on five songs, then take a breather, and then concentrate on the next five is quite a good way to absorb an album. Anyway, yeah. that's probably thinking about it way too far. But that's what we do, isn't it? That's why we're here. Yeah, um, that's true. So 47 minutes long, mm-hmm. comes in, it's quite a long album. Mm-hmm. I do think that um, it does fade in the second half. My opinion mm-hmm. is it does fade a little bit in the second half. Um not stopping it being a good album. I, do, I you know, I've really enjoyed this album. I think it's a good album. Um, I just feel like if I'm sort of nitpicking, I, I do think that maybe if they'd lost a couple of tunes off the album, I think it would have turned it from a good album into a great album. My personal mm-hmm. opinion. Um, what would you have lost? Quit reading. You really? Because I, yeah. I quite, I quite enjoyed that as a little punk outing. It was like you know. It's, it's got it's got the single ascending bass riff all the way through, and then you know everything sort of joins in, and then it breaks yeah. a bit, and then it's sort of replaced by the synth, and then it comes back in. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed that. 
I, I am nitpicking here because I, I've really, really enjoyed this album. Um, but yeah, I just I just feel like... I, I think the other thing as well with, with quick reading is Slowest Hype feels like a great ending to the album. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. and I'm, yeah. I'm, listening, I'm listening to Slowest Hype and I'm... You know, like when you're listening to something for the first time and you, you, you go, this is the last song. <laughs> yeah. And then quick reading comes on. And you're like, oh, it's not the last song. Maybe get rid of Rock Hudson Tragedy, bang quick reading to track eight. And we got a winner. <laughs> <laughs> it's good feedback. So to finish with then, uh, I think this is a, a superb album. That's The Menace of Mechanical Music by Team Picture. Definitely would recommend this to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would for sure. Uh, and I think um, I think a track like Baby Rattlesnake actually might be might be making my top 10 for, for the year. I'm, I'm really enjoying that track. Yeah. But yeah, No, cool. it's cool. It's good cool. Stuff. And... Um, I would I'd definitely check these guys out live as well. Definitely. Oh yeah, I've watched a couple of live videos and they do look really fun. They just look like a band in control of what they're doing and who enjoy themselves and are just confident in one another. And I think that's very appealing to go and watch that. So I yeah. for sure would do that when the time comes. Another strong week, indeed. Well done. Well done, everyone. Really strong week. Kind of feels like. <laughs> um, we need to pick a bad album. <laughs> Doesn't it just show, though? I, I I know we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. I think this is a great year. Halfway through this oh, album, this, halfway through this year, and um, oh, we've had some good albums. We really oh, have completely, some good yeah. Uh, like uh, I honestly think the albums that I've like loved this year, I've probably loved more than the ones last year. I mean, that might be a relative thing. Maybe I felt like this last year as well. But things like Grimes and Christian Lee Hudson, I feel like I'm going to listen to them forever. Mm. I'll stop going on about Grimes one day. Sorry, mate. No. Other people are getting into it as well, though. I'm pleased about that. Like, uh, yeah. like, like your teacher, um, not your teacher, one of your parents at the school um, yes. commented about that. I was like, yeah, yes, yeah. good lad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we're on a good run of form. Good run of form with, uh, we with are albums indeed. at the minute. Mm. Um, long may it continue. Indeed. So that was episode nine. So that was episode nine of Adventures in New Music, where we discussed Muzz by Muzz. And The Menace of Mechanical Music by Team Picture. What a good week. Go and check them out. If you want to get in touch with the show, please do. We're at adventuresinnewmusic at gmail.com. And on Instagram, Adventures in New Music. So join us next week when we will be discussing My Choice, Welcome to Bobby's Motel by Pottery. And My Choice, Heaven to a Tortured Mind by Eve's Tumor. That's next Friday on episode 10 of Adventures in New Music. God, episode 10 already. Episode 10, can you believe it? No. Needs gonna have to have gonna have to have a little party. <laughs> cool. So we'll see you then. Catch you on the rebound, Andy. Alright, yep, yep. Bye.